The Well-Tempered Wireless continues now, and, uh, you know, it's September. You may have noticed that, and you know what that means. Uh, In Ann Arbor, there's all kinds of excitement going on because September means fall is coming, and fall means, well, the big house. And the big house is going to be rocking this Saturday. And, of course, I'm speaking of Hill Auditorium because uh, it's the opening night season of the Ann Arbor Symphony Orchestra. What, you thought I was talking about something else? Joining me now is Arie Lipsky, the music director of the Ann Arbor Symphony. Welcome back. I'm very pleased to be here. Let me ask you, before we get into your concert, which is going to be another great concert, what do you do on game days in Ann Arbor? <laughs> I mean, do, you, do you just sort of hide, or do you go to the games? Or? Uh, hide. <laughs> you hide. <laughs> yes. You have no idea what a, you know, the traffic is absolutely crazy. Uh, well, uh, before and especially after when everybody's <laughs> trying to leave town. So if you need to do any kind of shopping and all that, doing the game is perfect because okay. it's just completely <laughs> empty. <laughs> well, may there be a similar crowd around Hill Auditorium this Saturday, a Saturday night at 8 o'clock at Hill Auditorium. Uh, you're starting your new season, and I'm, I'm looking at your program, three works, but each one of these three is going to blow the lid off the place. The, the Festive Overture by Shostakovich, the Brahms Piano Concerto Number no. 2 uh, with John Kimura Parker. He's fabulous. And uh, just to just in case there's any dust left in the rafters, <laughs> the Rosen Cavalier Suite. I, I want to save the Brahms for the end of our little chat here, but uh, let's talk a little bit about the Festive Overture by Shostakovich. What a tour de force. Yeah, it is a, a, a wonderful fanfare for, for the orchestra. Brilliant writing. Um, Shostakovich wrote it uh, after Stalin was gone. So he had, you know, felt a little more uh, uh, free to really express himself. And the, and the, 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 uh, um, the outcome is, is absolutely amazing. We are going to do something very unusual. Towards the end, there is an optional ending using another brass ensemble. And I've never heard that done. So I asked uh, brass ensembles from the three high schools in town, oh. Pioneer, Euron, and Skyline, to join us. So instead of just 10 of our brass players, we're going to have 40 on stage. Wow. <laughs> so we're, wow. we're going to do this uh, rarely done ending for this festive overture, which is going to make this event much more festive. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> will. That should be really – you haven't heard this done before. I've so, never heard it done before, so well, it might as well be maybe first time ever. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's very exciting. You can get, by the way, more information on the concert, the Ann Arbor Symphony Orchestra in Hill Auditorium this Saturday at 8 o'clock at the website a2so.com. Well, after that, that grand opening, are you going to keep the, the, the 40 brass players around for that? <laughs> You know the the Rosen Cavalier Suite is taken from from the opera, uh, the the Night of the Rose, and it is a glorious virtuosic orchestral showcase which highlights the uh, the best moment of the opera, which was composed by uh, Richard Strauss in 1909. Um, the the plot of the opera revolves around the Marshaline, the the wife of a field marshal who is taking a 17-years-old Count Octavian as her lover, and actually Mm. the famous fanfare in the beginning. 
this is a very exciting night that they had together. <laughs> okay. Gee, I thought it was something else entirely. <laughs> and then you have this uh, bumbling old bumpkin, uh, the Baron Ox, uh, a relative of the Marshalline, who wants to marry a lovely young Sophie. And the Marshalline suggests Octavian as a go-between for the proposal. Big mistake. Oops. You can imagine what happens. Octavian falls in love with Sophie. And in the end, the Marshalline gives up Octavian so he and Sophie can be united. Uh, the, the music is absolutely gorgeous. It is permeated with exhilarating waltzes and goosebumps moments of extreme poignant and romantic beauty. So it's a perfect way to be introduced to this glorious very opera. lush. It's just wonderful. Yes. Um, and then there'll be a lovely intermission. <laughs> yes. And intermissions yeah. at Hill Auditorium are always a bit of an event. What a what a great auditorium. It, 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 uh, I don't have to. If you've ever been there, dear listener, you know what I'm talking about. It, it not only looks beautiful, it's one of the great sounding yes. uh, auditoriums. Yes, acoustics is absolutely. In North America. Perfect. Which will be uh, put to good use in your second half. Uh, John Kimura Parker, one of the, those that great Canadian musical family, coming to town uh, to play a little Brahms. Uh, and yeah, not a little. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't get bigger than that. Well, if if we have uh, uh, the 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 uh, Beethoven uh, Emperor Concerto for the first half of the 19th century, you have this second uh, Brahms piano concerto, which is, I believe, the king of of the the piano concertos. Uh, Brahms composed him uh, it for himself. Uh, it is more orchestral than any mm. uh, concerto, uh, I believe. It has four mu- movements as opposed to three for most concertos. And um, he is using the piano in, in, in a very orchestral manner, which makes the, the pianist uh, really tired after performance of the, ah. the second piano concerto. Uh, there's substantial use of the orchestra and, and soloists within the orchestra, including the uh, opening uh, for the principal horn and, of course, the famous orchestral cello solo in the third movement. Uh, well, I know this would be of particular interest to you, uh, being a cellist yourself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you used to play it many times. I bet you did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And John Kimura Parker is... Uh, such a wonderful artist as well, and a, what a, a great partnership between he and, and your orchestra. Yeah, and he seems that this this concerto was written for him because uh. you have this this massive, very strong uh, uh, playing that you need a big player with a huge sound, and 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 uh, Jackie Parker is, is has it. Well, you can hear him. Uh, along with the Ann Arbor Symphony Orchestra and my guest, Arie Lipsky, music director and conductor. This coming Saturday at 8 o'clock in Hill Auditorium, the program once again begins with the Shostakovich Festive Overture, followed by the Rosenkavalier Suite by Richard Strauss, and for a grand finale, the Brahms Piano Concerto Number no. 2. Uh, it's going to be fabulous. You can find out more at a2so.com. That's a2so.com, the website for the Ann Arbor Symphony and before we let you go, I've had a, a thought about Brahms. And on a good day, do you think Brahms would be kind of fun to hang around with, maybe go out and have dinner and a couple of glasses of wine or beer? You know, 
when you hear his piano concertos and when you hear his symphonies, you think that you have a, a, a you know, a very serious guy. Everything is uh, calculated and, and meticulous. But then, you know, when you hear some of his uh, Hungarian dances, you know that you can have a beer with this guy. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> Arie Lipsky, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.